0: We have no music. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Serbian (laughs) Corner, a show where a couple of Serbians talk about the Nuggets on the DNVR YouTube channel and the DNVR Nuggets podcast feed. My name is Miroslav calling from Studio P in Pančevo, Serbia. (laughs) You haven't seen us together in a while. While I was harassing the DNVR crew with my presentations (laughs) during the summer, Leading up to their Serbia trip, Voya has taken a deserved vacation during the off-season. Voya, how are things in Nebraska and how did you spend your non-basketball part of summer? Well,
1: yeah. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, from, I guess, Studio L in Lincoln. <laughs> uh, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't technically... I mean, I was still doing the Nuggets Serbia stuff, so so it was still, like, stuff to do, but not, to, not the corner. Uh, the presentations were were funny as hell. Uh, I love when, like, eventually when they when they got to uh, Serbia and they realized those presentations like were were actually all true and they thought you were joking. Uh, a lot of the times, uh, otherwise, watching a lot of movies, uh, shows, books, all that stuff, making up the basically the play all the playoff time because when playoffs come, I just watch basketball. So pretty fun summer all, all in all, concerts and all that.
0: Oh that that sounds that sounds fun that's that's what young people do i i remember that fondly <laughs> from from the far far uh, past of mine okay so in case there are some new people watching and listening to this episode what we do on this show is a weekly recap of nuggets basketball quick takeaways main teams disagreements and everything else and if you believe me this is episode number 28 actually our 20, 20 28 Episode in this 2022, so take that D line online with D line. <laughs> I guess he okay. has like five standalone shows, but he he does because have some some segment shows. <laughs> so yeah, but, yeah. Well, our, our original plan when we started this show was. Let's try just to make more shows than D Line did, and of we course, did that like like nine months ago. So it wasn't a big it wasn't a big uh, <laughs> uh, <Jesus. laughs> milestone to reach. Okay, let's now start with oh I need some graphics here. Okay, let's now go to our Rakia shot. Ooh, let's go. Yeah. So Rakia shot. Rakija is a Serbian national alcoholic drink, usually taken before dinner to make a toast. So this segment is the quick headline, something that made impression on us quickly and strongly. And this one didn't really make a quick impression. It made, it made a, an impression like, like uh, when was it? Three weeks ago, something like that. And it's still stinging. So the DNVR crew have followed Serbia Eurobasket run in depth went together with the Serbian fans through highs and lows that's why I don't want to speak in depth about the tournament today for me, it was what appeared to be a good process with devastating results but I might be wrong but after a couple of weeks since it finished if you had to distill this Eurobasket into one feeling, what would it be? uh uh, well, I don't know, Disappointment, dread,
1: I guess, one of those things. Just disappointment. Uh, I mean, do you want me to expand or just give you one word? And then you oh, yeah, on yeah, one? yeah. Please, please uh, on that. First off, I saw the comment, like, there's, because I'm assuming Alexander Pavicevic was thinking, uh, was watching Serbian Corner when you were doing the presentations. There's no Excel spreadsheets when two of us are around. We just, we talk about basketball that was a special serving corner for the guys to prepare. Yeah, it was uh, just harassing. Yeah, it was with just harassment <laughs> and that's it. it. Just to see how far Miroslav can, can push it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a disappointment, yeah, just cuz we obviously we expected a lot, but um I, I it's not even that we lost, like I don't ultimately I'm I'm fine, you know, I'm fine obviously with not winning gold if if the process was all right and this was almost like it we looked good, but it was disappointing how on how the coaching staff, how we didn't, adapt, how we didn't adapt to the modern game, to the opponents, to uh, to all that stuff. So hard <laughs> tech is a good one. Um, so so it just that's why it's disappointing because I we had the pieces, we just didn't, we 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 didn't bend, we just broke, and we were like, okay, we're gonna be what we are, but nothing around, we didn't change with the flow of the tournament and the opponents we had, so. That kind of sucks, and this is like the third big loss that we've had to the similar in similar way. So that's why it was ultimately disappointing more than anything else.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I I wanted to be disappointed the most. But if I if I'm honest to myself, the the biggest feeling I had was just sadness, and so it's like not only sadness but helplessness, if I can call it like that, because. Yeah. You will see Adam's documentary, he's working really hard on that right now, talking about the history of of Serbian basketball and Yugoslav basketball. And when you have to face the facts that you had like 34 medals during the history, although three of them have happened in the last 20 years, you you can see the big big drop-off between the eras. And you have to be honest and say, Yes, the Spanish basketball, for instance, don't have as long of a tradition, but what they they have done in the last twenty years, it's so impressive. And even even in this this year's EuroBasket, when they they literally brought their yeah. their weakest team in years and still and still managed to to win the gold. This is what what you yeah, used I mean, they're to the, do. They're the defending world and European champions. League. That's right. That's right. So this this helplessness and sadness is the main uh, emotion I had. As you said, we had uh, three last three competitions. We failed to 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 win the medal on to the Olympics. We didn't even qualify, and it just feels like more of a more of a logical outcome than than like bad luck struck something like that. Yeah. So we really need to to face our our current situation and say okay let's try to do the best we can and let's let's um, mobilize all the all the levels of of knowledge we have and try to yep. to to make it work but honestly honestly this sadness this is the first time i really i really felt so so hopeless uh, about it and and i was like I wasn't even mad like I was mad back in 2019. Yeah. I was mad last year. And this time it was like, yeah, I had a colleague calling me right after the game and he was supposed to watch the game together with his brother in law and their families together and they just stopped talking to each other. <laughs> and he asked me, like, what should I do, man? <laughs> I-, I never felt this way when he's younger than me. So so I get it. He's is still. Uh, expressing uh, stronger emotions than, than I am uh, regarding this. But OK, let's let's not dwell too deep uh, yeah. into this summertime sadness. Let's not scrape the it. bottom of the rakia <laughs> <here>, barrel. <but>, let's <laughs> move on. Yeah. So let's now move to, to something much, much more uh, uh, jovial. Let's go to the Burek of the week. Yeah, con- contrary to what Adam thinks, this is a good food. Yeah, yeah, he he has no idea. I mean, I I give him a pass because he likes no so no so, so much of Serbian food. And okay, you you can you cannot like one thing. Out of the, I think he he was just wasn't prepared because it was his first meal. So he, he was maybe facing a cultural shock or some of some sort. Maybe if he tried it like on the fourth day, it would be a different kind of uh, uh, emotion. But okay.
1: I, that's, I, I, that's that's all good he's still then that, that knocks him in the jokic fan standings because he doesn't like burek so now
0: he's like a class below oh yeah that's right that's right. true <laughs> yeah you're right so <laughs> burek is a nice juicy pastry those are the dish. rules you can't it's the rules it's no we didn't make them up <laughs> that's right that's right they're just written here so what are we gonna do <laughs> yeah so burek is a nice juicy pastry dish that comes either with cheese spinach or meat, and it's well known because Nikola Jokic used to eat it a lot when he was younger, around the time he was turning pro. So this segment is the best thing of the week, what we liked the most, what was the juiciest storyline, performance, or a whole game. Basically, our high calorie count topic we like the most. And for our Burek of the Week, let's discuss the rotation coming out of the training camp. Mm-hmm. The starters seems to be set in stone. I, I don't think there's any any discussion there. So we have Jamal, KCP, Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic. It's one of the most expensive starting fives in basketball, <laughs> slated to be paid $130 million just for this upcoming season. So you kind of need to awesome. play these guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we have heard reports from the Nuggets training camp that the second unit was originally Bones, Bruce Brown, uh uh, Davon Reed, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. And that is a very experienced second unit. In the previous seasons, I would say that my hope was that both Christian Brown and Zeke Naji would assert themselves into the rotation from game one, thanks to the awesome training camp, yada, yada. And there's still a chance we'll see them in the real rotation in some of the upcoming preseason games. But to be honest, I kind of like this veterans approach to both starters and second unit to the start of season. I'm willing to give a fair chance to Deandre Jordan because he seems to have a, the trust of both the front office and coaching staff, but also he seems to be well liked you know, by his new teammates. Having young guys developing in your pipeline is a great thing, and I'm glad Bones used the huge chance he has got last season due to injuries, but at some point you need to have the structure in place from day one if you want to have the chance to rest your recovering guys and still stay in the driver's seat, as Paul George likes to say, uh, for a high high seed throughout the regular season. Having said all that, I still doubt DeAndre Jordan will keep his rotation spot throughout the season and especially in the playoffs, but we'll see. So my question, how do you feel about the reported planned rotation uh, uh, You know, after the training camp?
1: Um, I, I mean, you're you're right. I agree with the with the veteran thing. And you said, you know, Christian Brown and, and Zeke, and those obviously are the spots they can be challenged because it's Reid, Christian Brown, and and DeAndre Jordan, Zeke Nagy on the five. So it's um, it's interesting. You say also like so. Well, so I'm, this is like a, a comparison coming up that no one expected. So you know, the DeAndre Jordan. I mean, we talk about him. He has a job, and it's everyone's like, how the hell does he have a job? Like he's not good hasn't been like that great all these years and you know because Cousins' has been great last year and every time he plays he's like good but he doesn't have a thing so i would compare him to like a very liked not that great of an actor in hollywood when somehow like they're still working and they're like obviously the biggest star of like that is ken reeves like he's not he's not going to give you the godfather but it'll give you a really fun like point break or or a small cameo in uh in like a rom com that just he plays a parody of himself because he's such a cool dude, and off the court obviously everyone likes him so everyone was like cool let's work with him again like he's an awesome guy, again I watched a lot of movies this summer, um, so, <laughs> so so I think this is the case with DeAndre Jordan because all the stuff that he's been talking about all these uh, training camp um, uh, interviews and stuff I'm, I'm surprised how. Personable he is and and interesting and he talks about Jokic you know in great light and they went to the you know the, to the baseball game all of it it's just like he likes Mike Malone he liked the honesty uh that he got to the train camp so I'm also would to give him a chance even though I was like scoffing at the fact we signed him and I couldn't believe it but there was a reason he was still in the NBA like him and it and proved to be like you know the the locker room thing as far as the on the court um finally we have 12 13 14 even players that we can rotate over so i'm not worried and i like the fact that we had uh first a veteran lineup and i'm ready for the uh, for the repeat of that eighteen, nineteen season when we just opened the season with like 11 and 2 and and kept going to the number two seed i want that stability of like we can win these games even if we're not great like there's no there's no doubt in some of these games, even if we're down like seven, five minutes left, that we can easily win this. Not like Jokic has to score fifty, you know, fifteen out of fifteen for the overtime and fourth quarter to win. So, I'm I'm really excited. And again, there's potential for younger guys to step up. It's not a closed door on them. Like both Christian Brown and Ziknaji shouldn't be, you know, they probably aren't, and shouldn't be depressed that they're not in the second unit immediately because there's room for them to. Go in there, so that, that that's also like a nice, nice avenue for them to go.
0: We we have comments here about Zeke uh, maybe playing the backup five in a in a small ball unit, and it's I not have that small honest, either. It's not that small. <laughs> and in the second units, you usually don't have a seven footer as your backup five anyway. So in most cases, Zeke should be able to play against against uh, big guys in the second unit, especially because he as as his agent really. Was uh, uh, really careful for us to 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 get the information. He got another ten pounds of pure explosion, pure muscle. Wow. Media Media Day Bingo. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. So he, he won that that battle as well. So basically, I think it's a really it, uh, it should be a pretty good option uh, behind the Andrew Jordan, especially if he doesn't pan out really well. What I like about the Andrew Jordan here is the fact that last year. The Nuggets started the, the season with no backup five whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. They That's were the, trying the, to yeah. play to play with the uh, the, the, the the greens, the, do, dos verdes, the greens, <laughs> and it really didn't work well. Especially because you know they were supposed to play with with Facundo Campazzo, who is a traditional point guard who who really needed a, a rolling uh, big man that he didn't have. So this time around, at least we have an option of the Andre Jordan, even if he sucks on defense, and I guess he will suck because his lateral movement is not uh, as good as it used to be back back in his All-Star uh, uh, seasons. I think he still can be a pretty useful uh, role man and uh, and uh, a vertical threat to, to back up units. And still you don't need him for, for more than 10, 12, yeah, 14 yeah. minutes. Uh, per game, so that should be... It's good that the Nuggets do have this option. I still think that they will move to Zeke Naji at some point for sure, but to have the, an option, and you know, the season is so long, you really need those 15, 16 guys. Unfortunately, we will not have Colin Gillespie for, yeah, for yeah. the majority of this season, but let's say we can count right now on 16 guys and that's that's good, and I don't think Maybe outside of Peyton Watson, I don't see a guy on the D- Nuggets roster that's that's like unplayable. I mean, I have no idea about Peyton Watson. He
1: yeah, but I get you. I get what you mean. It's like the yeah, he's most probably like on the depth chart, like the, the farthest down, just yeah. on the on the raw, and also the position and like the the you the experience and all that. The what you said also about differences from last year and this year, just the the two greens. But again, the they're. You know, baggage of them playing, not playing a center for the longest time and also not playing together in the same way. Zeke is not that far removed from college where he played the center and didn't even shoot that many threes. Yeah. And now gets kind of tried to basically reinvent him in the NBA for the needs that they had with Michael Porter's injury. But now, when, when that's not the case, now the, the need is at five. They can go back to more of a natural position. And it's one of those things like, yeah, maybe Zeke feels more natural at a four. And it looked decent last year with him and Boogie. But he will get, like, if, if he's getting guarded by traditional fives or a little smaller dudes or uh, sh- uh, um, slower dudes, he may, might have more time to set up for the three. Like, he won't have to rush it. Although he was, like, scorching hot whenever he was open last year. And then also rolling with someone like Bones now at this time, like he has, you know, he can finish hopefully with this 10 pounds of muscle a little stronger and not, not have to pump fake, lay up, all that stuff. You can just actually just be open and dunk. Uh, so I can see him being like the DeAndre the, the Jordan, like young light version of that old, you know, old Jordan with the, with the clipper. So we'll see. I mean, I, I liked, I like the idea of the whole flexibility situation, like.
0: Yeah, we have a question here from, from Dragutin. Is Kamagate coming over in December, January? No, the plan is for him to stay in France for another season and Ooh, yeah, then yeah. come back for the summer summer league next season. it would be really
1: I don't even know if they can, but it would be really unusual to bring him halfway through the season. So Yeah,
0: sure. I mean you, you have yeah. to honor the, the, the contract he already has yeah, yeah, in yeah, France. Exactly. So if if it was already uh, uh and again, was they the don't decision have, and that's it. As
1: Alexander said they don't have the open spot even also so like they would
0: have to do yeah it's possible to to free up the 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 roster spot at some point but not not for kamagata probably for somebody who's already in the nba okay so uh are there any any other um takeaways you have about this this let's say the depth chart of the nuggets so if we speak about the bench of bones and and reed and um, um bruce brown and and the old guys green and uh and andrew jordan so who, who do you think are the guys that have the best chance of of substituting in for the for the uh for the backup for for the for the second unit
1: Oh, you third, you mean third string. Oh, from the
0: third, from the three third Yeah, stringers.
1: well, I mentioned, I think, Christian Brown for Devon Reed, maybe, like, depending on, again, also he's, he's younger and everything. uh. So he might have a chance to take over. Again, obviously, if there's any injuries in the first unit, let's assume everyone's healthy. So, and then Zeke for DeAndre, or even, I mean, Zeke for Jeff at some point. But I really do have, like, I'm really interested in, again, how the season progresses and the fact that they have a veteran team even how that first unit goes, like we saw, Jeff was really good with the first unit. I wonder at some point if he comes in for Michael Porter. Like it's it's terrifying, and I really I don't know if we want to talk about it now. But just the fact that they look so nice with him, and he knew how to use everything that Michael didn't. I wonder at some point if we're if it's, they're struggling. If they're not, they're not gonna cut the cord of like, hey, this is not working we're going to give up on this kid, but like if he would be better in the second unit with bones and just flying all over the place and doing them more like more, more like Hooper basketball uh, than what Jokic and the guys are doing. So I'm really, really curious because I loved what Jeff Green could do and we've seen him, what he could do in the second unit, which wasn't a lot in the, in, you know, in that rotation. So that's one thing, of course, bones, everyone, the, the hype is really through the roof with him and i really i really can't wait if that's if all all that pans out to get a guy that can just torch it like comes in and you give him the ball there's no you know there's no monte with him to like to, to be the, the floor general of like hey we're going to set run sets we're going to come this if they can just give him the ball and you know run simple simple uh, simple sets and just go off like how is that too? Yeah, because he doesn't seem like the guy that's get bothered by pressure. Like he's so cheerful and kind of just off the cuff with everything that I don't. I think he'll be just cool. Like I'll get twenty shots, like whatever. Not not twenty, but like I can get a bunch of shots in the second unit. Um, obviously the fact that Bruce Brown was was bringing the ball up, I like that idea as well. Just to have the, you know, so Bones doesn't have the ball in you know entire time and gets worn down. Have someone else like uh. Uh, doing it, and of course, my guy, uh, my like uh, Mister Nugget, DeMonte, like crowned him, like basically like trained him to go. Devon Reed. Uh, I really, I'm really curious. I know Brown is is knocking on the door in that position, but I think in this case, like what what Reed showed last year and how impactful he was, in my opinion, pretty decently, even when he was not that great on defense on specific guys. This way, I think he'll have actual position to play. Uh, and his you know his knockdown shots are, are are an interesting you know factor in that second unit. He could be like the KCP light in that second unit. You know the corner threes, guarding, um, just his you know his type of player. So just it's I mean it's it's exciting. I have them like we were doing uh, Nuggets, on a Nuggets Serbia podcast. We we're doing NBA previews today of the. Um, we'll do the Pacific and um, North North the West to next week, but in my lineups I have them as number one seed in the West and in the NBA. So like I'm very my hype is it's not even just like I'm I'm hyping it and ob- objectively I can also look and and get the avenue and be like hey I think we could do this even. Honestly, even if Michael Porter doesn't pan out the way everyone wants, if he does, I think we can just blow the roof off the league. But even if he does, if if he doesn't and he's just like a regular shooter type guy that kind of comes in, gets a few shots and and doesn't like a, impact the game that much as we hope, I think we have enough depth that that w- that they can compensate like not with his shooting, but with just like other aspects of the game um, that that likes a similar impact. So we'll see. I mean, I I, I really I'm. Um, I can't wait. Like, we're like 18 days away. Like, it's awesome.
0: What you mentioned about Michael Porter maybe, uh, you know, stepping out of the starting lineup. I mean, we don't really think he wouldn't be a starter at some point of this season. I mean, of course, if he's healthy and everything, it's more like if you try to stagger him more with. yeah, yeah that's, unit that's what I mean. And Not like, and actually, you, and you yeah. have like Jeff, Jeff green playing a lot of minutes with the starters because of that. And honestly, Yes, I agree. Jeff Green is a proven good option with the starters. But one guy that really intrigues me is Bruce Brown playing with the starters. Because yeah, if, that he, too closing, if he yeah. develops the, the chemistry with Jokic, I think he could develop. I mean, that would be awesome. If you would have two screeners for Jokic in Jamal and Bruce Brown, that would just would be just just a dream yeah, come true. Yeah, yeah. And imagine imagine all of those uh wide open shots for Cantavis Caldwell-Pope or all of those, you know, empty dunks for for Aaron Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. It's it's really it's really intriguing. And if I always think about the defensive side of the starting five or the five on the court, it's not so much important what your guys play on offense uh, regarding positions, but on defense you have to be able to guard all of all five yeah, positions exactly. on the other side. And when you have Bruce Brown and KCP. Who are both? I mean, KCP is a pretty big guy. He used to play small forward for Washington a lot, and now you have Bruce Brown, who basically guards everybody from one to five. Doesn't matter. Yes, he, I mean they,
1: we saw what Gary Payton did for for Golden State last year, how much he yeah. he meant to them, and like I wouldn't be surprised if similar impact uh, is shown with Bruce Brown. Like it, it's it's not out of the question. Everyone's excited about that signing. We'll see. Might not work out. Who knows? But. It's it's very interesting. I mean, it, certainly, and you're right with the closing instead of Michael Porter sometimes. That's the defensive – that's your defensive unit because then Jamal doesn't have to guard the, your best players on the other – best guards on the other side. You have even two guys. So if, you know, it's it, it's, it's really – I mean, I, man, because we can get carried away because when we start going hypotheticals and, like, imagine this, imagine that. It, there's, there really are like this time a lot more, it, compared to like this time now, last year. Like there's a lot more options than like oh just throw it to Jokic. Uh, just in my opinion, of course it's gonna and you know starts and ends with you, know, you throw it to Jokic even when Jamal's there. But there are more options, and I think like I'm I'm like, the how the depth looks. I'm really excited because it does remind me of the experience and that like second year after Milosap was here. Uh, just when you know when we barely did make the didn't make the playoffs but then next year just came out even wasn't that great of a start as like aesthetically but they were just winning and because it was so deep like Jokic would come out it wasn't that great of a shape he would come out that wouldn't matter the, we had depth to maintain this. And then of course uh when it comes to that when you talk about Jokic getting out that second unit <laughs> end up beating the starters um so in that scrimmage yesterday so at least there's some some game to them. It's not like obviously like it's a scrimmage. We're not gonna go into it too deep. But like again, bones and he's like a guy that that he wants to. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to attack that six man of the year like for real. And then most improved, it's harder because second year. But six man, I wouldn't be shocked if if he clean you know gets that. And if Denver is good as we we think it can be, so exciting times.
0: Team is as loaded as it was ever been. I mean, you know, you remember those times when you had Manimal and you had you had like guys like like Ill Will. So you had you know older guys with pretty big contracts you were not using a lot, yeah. and the, the the roster wasn't optimized. Right now, when you look at the you know five starters earning all that money, and then you have the reserves with pretty good uh, pretty good uh, uh, reputation. And they're really good players. So the, the nuggets are loaded. And what we need to remember is they will not be healthy, all of them, throughout the season. There will be injuries, yeah, like so. there always are. But it's a good thing to have like 15, 16 guys you can really count on during the season and really, really feel feel good. I mean, if you have a stretch of 10 games where you have to play uh, Vladko Csantra at the four, as a backup four, <laughs> you feel <laughs> Fine, yeah, I'm with fine that. With I mean, that. I feel fine with that for sure. We yeah. haven't mentioned him yet, even and and that's that's like the third stringers with, yeah. with some 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 really good really good quality. What about Ish, Ish Smith? Is. Do, do you have any any expectations from Ish Smith? No, I mean I think he's experienced
1: enough that I don't think he'll expect he'll be like oh, I have to play because that yeah you're right we haven't mentioned him I completely spaced on him as they're like we talk about people that can bring up the ball in someone's secondary when we lost with Montan Will, but yeah, bones and Bruce Brown, you know, being able to dribble the ball is, is, is big, man. I mean, again, Nish serviceable. I think he, you know, he's your type of Faku from last year, you know, not, not a playmaker, but like down the hill, he knows his job. Like it's again, one of those guys, like it's not an accident. He's been in the NBA for so long. Like there's so many guys that seemingly should be, are more talented that are not, or they or they dropped out of the league much quicker than he has. He's still in. I mean, it's so you can't deny that there's something there. Um, and the fact that they haven't like fired him when they traded for him, they didn't waive him, gives me like at least at least the comfort that like Malone is comfortable then with the roster that he has. That break you know, break glass in case of emergency, and the circumstances aren't like Faku when he came over and you. He sacrificed a lot to come over, so even like on a personal, on like a human level, you feel bad not playing him. With Ishmael, like he's traded, he knows the job. He can, you know, he can be the third stringer, come in when you need him to, uh, to fill in some minutes, and and that's it. Like,
0: I I actually think that Ishmael is uh, is a very dynamic player for a third stringer, but there is a reason why he is a third stringer now. He he's not a three point shooter at all. Yeah. And he's yeah, also yeah. like one of the worst free throw shooters from the back uh, from the guard position in history of NBA basketball. It's crazy. He's like like a sixty percent free throw shooter throughout his career, something like that. I, I, I saw that and I was like, What? But luckily I don't think he will he will have more than one free throw per game, I guess. So that shouldn't be. An I like issue. that.
1: Dragut had the comment, yeah, she's is a controlled player. I love that. I mean, he's under control. Like that's your, your class of below Monte and years and and shooting. Just like you at least know that. He, again, because of what I said, like he's been in the league for a long time. He he knows what to do. Like, um, so you have that in case of emergency situation. Because again, you lost a, a few playmakers, and again we talked about. You said optimized, and they agreed with you in the comments. It is optimized, and it's optimized around Jokic. So of course, if he's not playing. It's a completely different story. That obviously, like different types. So, who knows what, what what would happen if he doesn't play? So, I'm not feeling comfortable saying they're so good that even if Jokic doesn't play, they can still, you know, be competitive for a playoff spot. They should with all the max guys, but I'm we haven't seen that yet, so I'm not commenting on on predicting that we can be good with Jokic doesn't play for st- some some period of time. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we were good because there is enough pieces to. That, that they can actually be like step up a little bit more than some previous years.
0: Yeah, I think we've covered what? most of the most right now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and let's let's now jump into something more spicy, something more Oof. spicy like like what a fish stew, spicy fish stew can be. So, <laughs> we finally got the Dnvr crew in in Sombor to try the the legendary fish stew over there, and it is a tr- traditional delicacy of the northern Serbia where Sombor is located. And it is a starter meal. Dinners both Nikola Jokic and I love, so we have that in common. And by the looks of it, most of the NVR crew loved it as well. Like, like, well, Dev, I would, I would Dev want to two plates. Subject him to a polygraph
1: stew. and ask him that. I'm not sure.
0: We'll see. <laughs> he he, Dev took two plates of fish too on my eyes. I mean, I oh, so, would okay, do okay. that. Okay. Yeah, he was he was he was sitting right next to me. Okay, so on the other hand, Voya is not a fan of not a fan, fish not stew, a fan. just like I wasn't before. I had some really top-notch fish stews in recent that's, that's years. That's true.
1: So. I mean, I think I had, I think I had. I've, I mean, my I'm, a lot of my family is from North Serbia, so I've had, you know, when they make it like in that you know old school, like with the cauldron and and everything. So like I I'm still not a fan. I like the <laughs> I like the goulash for venison goulash. Like that's my that's my jam. The mm, yeah. the spicy spicy meat that cooks all day and all that
0: well g- goulash is the same thing you just you you just use like like uh, uh what's the word the game like like venison
1: like yeah well I was, I was saying venison just because it's deer meat but yeah game yeah. game, game yeah. Meat. Yeah. 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 yeah game meat yeah like yeah it can be real as well or rabbits or pork
0: or, or yeah yeah well all of that make, they usually use like half meat from the domestic animals and then half yeah. From the from the hunted animals to make it right. Okay, so anyway, what this segment is about is something we might disagree about. Yes. Now we haven't discussed this before the show, so I'm taking yeah. a leap of faith, expecting you to disagree with my. Yeah, host,
1: I think I saw a little bit into the notes. Just pulled
0: it. I think I will disagree. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> okay, so I have to be really careful here because I don't want to to sound like a hater. So <laughs> I expect for Jamal Murray have a horrible start to the season. Now, let me give uh, a caveat to that. Compared to what most fans expect, okay. So we to gotta get, we gotta
1: lay it out in some numbers and stuff. What do you what What does that mean? Yeah. So because what I mean, what if some fans expect him to come out and go thirty a game and stuff like that's. I'm not that's saying right. that. Like that's right. So what's so your?
0: We should we should delve into not last season because he didn't play there, but the season before that in 2020 2021. In December and January, and if you remember, the season started around Christmas, so those were the first month and a half of the season, he averaged only, and I say only, 18.9 points, four rebounds, four assists per game on 45, 35, 78 shooting. So not too bad for a second option, but the efficiency was very average at best. So you think worse than that? Yeah, I think slightly worse than that. But let okay. me let me give you the second part of that season. So okay. after that, he averaged 22.5, 4.1, which remained the same, and 5.1 assists per game on amazing 49, 44, 92 shooting splits. Those are like prime Steve Nash splits. Okay. So amazing shooting splits. Of course, this is the Jamal we want to see. And I I really think we will see he, see that by the end of the season. But we've never seen that to the start of any of his seasons before. So if you add to that the getting up to speed after the long injury recovery, you know, and I just don't, I, I will not be surprised to see some pretty frustrating games from him, like I don't know. You remember his rookie season? He had like zero from sixteen. Yeah, yeah he was. I remember. I mean, I, mean, it it I don't. I don't expect that. No, no. I, but I, you I, know, I, there might be some really subpar efficiency games from him. And I just want to say, I expect that, and I don't want anybody to panic about it. That's that's, that's oh, okay, my fair reason. Fair, fair. But but do you agree with my?
1: Um, um no no I'm looking through some comments because uh, Ray says sixteen a game. Yeah, that's. So says, I wouldn't mind. I'm okay with 15, 5, and 3. Nana said, she, as far as she can see, Jamal is still selfish. I don't know how you saw that from training camp. Uh, <laughs> with, like, three videos. Um, but, um, but I don't know. I mean, maybe that's that's like a thing sometimes in Serbia that people think that he's he wants to be the main guy in the team. And so he's, like, always selfish. So I don't know. Um, I think... Uh, so so you, you so what's your thing? Like is it fifteen five three kind of? Listen, I don't, I I really don't
0: mind like fifteen five and three.
1: No, no, that but what's your day, But me. that's your that's your. If, I mean, if, what's your
0: kind of? If that's range? on good, if that's on good efficiency, but if he's shooting like 40, 32 and seventy splits, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, of course, that would yeah. be a concern to me. I mean it still wouldn't be a concern because I expect that, and I expect that to ramp up, you know, on time. Exactly.
1: So, so you're thinking you expect is some is some numbers around 15 mostly, with, like, yeah Yeah, mostly,
0: right? mostly the efficiency, because you have so much firepower. You don't need more than 15 points from him, really. Yeah, of course. As I
1: said, like, you need, you know, if he can be like Monte at first, that's yeah. very serviceable because then you have, you know, your hierarchy of other players that they can also add whatever. Uh, I'm, I think he's going to be more. I think even, like, I think he starts, because a lot of those caveats, like, he started off, obviously, rookie season is weird, it was weird anyway. But that 18 with, like, so, so efficiency was after the bubble. We know the circumstances. And, like, the kind of uh, burnout that happened in the bubble, and he kind of came in. I'm like, ah, I gotta do the job. And then, like, he ramped it up of, like, re- reminded himself and, you know, got through. I believe because he hasn't played for so long that he's, that he's really hungry. And, not in a way I'm just gonna shoot a you know shoot 20 shots. I think he he comes out really really. I mean not hot scorching is like 25 a game. I think he, he he's gonna be closer to 20 than 15, uh. Based on like his just the appetite, and I know everyone's like tape you know he's tapering expectations. Everyone else says. I also think like you just how the season you usually go. They don't the first like two out of three games, first three games is Jazz and, and OKC, so uh and golden state so like you can skip golden state and and play those because it's back to back and play the other two worst ones and he can get off like 30 a game in those uh so so i believe that and i think just because he hasn't played in so long like he'll approach this as not just he'll approach this as the bubble i think uh how the bubble was like just a lot of non-playing time i'm like i need to do this so i think i'm more on the disagreement side of like i think it'll be better than better than you think but maybe not as good as some people think that he comes out with like a bubble numbers or like you know you know 70 70 90 or whatever he had like in those yeah. games uh, so I think I think it's, I think it's it was against to, Utah to be fair yeah yeah, so, yeah. it's fair uh so I'm closer to like the, the season before even like that wasn't technically great but it was 18 on like 45 percent I'm like if that I think I'm closer to that than 15 and, and like 45.
0: Okay, I have a question. So, can you imagine a situation where he is averaging less points than Bones in first two months, on worse efficiency, and and some fans screaming, "Bring Bones <laughs> as a starter instead of Jamal." Can you can you imagine that scenario? Like, oh, Marcus I mean, you can, a scorching hot starting the season. Well, like, I, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if Bones
1: goes off. I wouldn't also be surprised if Bones really. F- fizzles out in the first month because he's so hyped uh but again let's let's go with the go with the scenario you said he scorches Jamal is Jamal is like your typical bad star Jamal and nothing surprised you man like people have pe- you know people are quick to turn on anyone so turning on a guy that you know so those haters that are that were talking about him why is he not coming back for the playoffs he's like a weak guy like he doesn't want to come back you know he he didn't do the rehab well. He's lazy, all that. Like those guys would be the first people would be the first ones to uh, to come out and go like Wolves well, is better, just star bones. Uh, so I I've, I'm I can see it. I wouldn't agree with it at all, but I can see it. I can see it happening. Like not even like surprisingly, wouldn't even be surprised if I I don't think he gets booed at home. I was like I was gonna go that far. I don't know if he gets booed off the court. Because that's he's. I think that he has that bubble that that still there's a lot of credit and just the fact that he was hurt playing for the team and just how the vibes with him and Jokic. Like, I don't. I think he's not Will Barton type. Like I think he can. He goes. He has a little bit more than to, to get booed from his home fans. Right. As he's coming back like two months.
0: You know, two months. No, he he is a much higher level player than Will Barton. Will Barton, unfortunately, is in that category of players where it's easiest to get to be a scapegoat you know if you're not good enough to to really be a starter but you have to be there because there's nobody else in your place so yeah i don't i don't think i don't think uh, having jamal to be to be a scapegoat this season michael porter who knows oh, that's that's for sure i mean someone has
1: <laughs> to be i saw ray ray had a good comment I, I imagine calls for them to start together i can see that if also kcp if well, what you, what you said with the combo of like KCP is also not performing. He's performing like bad Gary Harris years. Jamal is struggling a little bit to come start the season and then Bones is torching. I would see what Ray is saying that that people would call for Jamal Bones backcourt uh, start. Uh so first before actually to sub in for for Jamal. So that's a good, that's a good one. Okay.
0: So we are mostly disagreement. So <laughs> but I
1: it's this I mean we disagree. Like I, I think he's gonna be much better than, than yeah. Miroslav thinks. Like I'm yeah. more on the it's closer to be closer to twenty uh, in like f- over 45% shooting than than Mamiroslov thing. M-
0: maybe this is, maybe this is just the residue of of Eurobasket feelings. So I'm preparing myself to, on a very low point, like <laughs> 40, 30 to 75 shooting from him. And if I expect that and it happens, it will not feel too bad to me. Yeah. And anyway, I think even with that kind of uh, 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 level of play from him, I think Nuggets would be still fine. They just need to to all of their horses together. Okay. I want to
1: comment. Sorry, I want to comment. Yeah. Tom, Tommy uh, had a, both Murray and MPJ have pressure on them as max players. Uh, that's what comes with money. I agree. I would just also add uh, there's a little bit of a difference there because Jokic is the main guy. So there, even though there is pressure on them, I, I still think like there's, it, just inside the locker room like there's not as much as maybe we we think there is because it's not Paul George, Kawhi Leonard coming back from injuries and our max players and you expect them, them to carry it. This is even like the role players around Jokic that are now besides Murray and MPJ. They're still good enough with Jokic, even though these guys can struggle to be good enough to get the Denver uh, to the playoffs. So it, it's I think like internally, they're just like, hey, just bring what these, you know, bring what Monte bring brought. MPJ is basically whatever he brings as a bonus from last year because we didn't have that type of player anyway. So I think that's that. Those are in their case favorable situations, but I agree that with the max max label, you know, there's a lot of pressure.
0: Yes, yes, I agree with that. And I will will move back to I will circle around once more on Will Barton when we go around the association (laughs) at the end of the at the end of the show. But now I have to make an announcement. So, okay. before we continue, this is one of the last, if not the last, show of Serbian Corner. <laughs> okay, so not because we are leaving. I'm because laughing because someone you said like, it's Serbian we Corner are not. every Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> we are not. It's because we want to rebrand a bit soon. And with that, we will introduce some new segments. And the first one I want to give you a sneak peek into is. The Nuggets stat of the week, yeah, I know, bum, bum, bum. I know. so super original. So nobody, I, do, I have no idea how nobody thought of it before. <laughs> nuggets stat of the week. So every week I will try to find a stat nobody is brave enough to talk about. Or more realistically, a stats so bizarre nobody wants uh, to talk about it anyway. So I will just use the flirty dozen graphic for this because it will be kind of a question for you okay did you know that in the last regular season one player missed team worst 89 free throws had team worst 281 turnovers which was more than double than the second placed worst on the team had team worst 191 personal fouls and also missed team worst 547 field goals this player was not fans cape coat Will Barton, it was in fact the two time and. Yeah, say it's Turkish, right? <laughs> ESPN's <laughs> second best player in the world. Nikola Jokic, and that's that's. I mean, it's funny because to it's the say volume, that. right? It's it's, a lot, it's just amount a of yeah. volume. It's like I think Michael Jordan is the guy with the most uh, missed shots in the history of the league. Probably it's probably LeBron to be honest right now because LeBron has played in so many more yeah. games compared to Mike. MVP. <laughs> Mike Mike was like like by far the guy with the most missed shots in uh, history of the league. But you need to to. To miss a lot of shots to get a lot of shots. so Especially I, at the guard. Yeah.
1: To guard stuff, yeah. yeah. So, that's yeah. Funny. We, I, know, I know. As soon as you said free throws, I'm like, oh, I think it's in turnovers. I'm like, oh, I think that's Jokic. Because <laughs> <do." laughs> it's yeah, volume, right? It's not the percentage of of like, yeah, the free throw percentage or something. It's just a I also sheer thought, number.
0: I also thought he would be pretty bad in assist to turnover ratio, but actually he was pretty good. He wasn't like top five, but he was. Pretty good, but that's a that's a talk for another episode, hopefully soon. So yep. for the very end of this show, tell me what non-nuggets things are you looking forward the most for the upcoming season? Like which teams, which players, which maybe possible implosions that are <laughs> on the horizon? And I would I would like to start with the, the the Washington Wizards because they're in Japan right now together with Golden State Warriors. And our guy, Joel Rush, had some nice interviews with Monte Morris. And interesting thing happened. Will Barton wasn't playing on the first game. And so he asked Monte, is Will okay? Yeah, yeah, he's okay. Don't worry about it. He's just a preseason game. He has some kind of soreness somewhere and we don't want to risk anything. And man, I don't miss that. I mean it's yeah, true, that's true. <laughs> that, was, that was such an often 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 uh, uh, discussion yeah, about no. will 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 be ready for the start of the season or will he be able to play through january or something like that so are you are you uh, excited to see Monte in his new role as a starter i am Washington i mean as
1: a, as a as a resident monte monte champion um. Uh, Yes, I, I am. That's like my like. I'll probably watch them a lot. I we did again. We did Nugget Serbia today, and uh, the Wizards were on the on the docket. One of the teams we talked about, and um, I put them very low. I mean, they're like eleventh on on the East, for in my opinion. Just they're weird. Like they have young young top ten picks that might not play. Now it's like part in question again with the will he start or not? Should he start or not? And but I'm I, but I'm looking forward to to you know to watching Monte and again they might have a thing of like we're gonna watch him first month and then I might tune out because it's just unbearable uh, especially watching him with perzingus together it's gonna be sad to me um, otherwise but uh, but my number one uh, thing I'm looking forward to once I, I declared again early I was re- recording the Nuggets I, I declared Pelicans is my number two team this year I have those rotating I love like F Nuggets number one and just like see. Which ones interest me for number two? Last year was Memphis. Memphis is still there with like I love Kelly Lofton Jr., so I want to see if he plays. If he plays, Memphis might be number one. Screw the Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> but Pelicans, I, I just I just loved like what they did last year, and I love their coach. That was one of the best coaching jobs, uh, even with with whatever the you know whatever teams uh, we're talking about. Even last year, like I'm not I'm counting even the I'm counting even the Golden State. Like that was. That first round was such a nice, nice round against Phoenix Suns, and it was a lot of chess moves that I liked. So that was pretty dope. And Zion looks better, so that's going to be interesting. And they have like now they have C J for a full year, and again they're not. I I don't assume they're going to start one in thirteen like last year. So that that because after that they were really good. Like when you you when you count out those fourteen games. So I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, I was joking. I mean, if anyone was like think when I said screw the Nuggets, I'm because I love Kenny Lofton Jr., so that was like just a joke. If he's if he ends up starting for Memphis, I would have to like reexamine my my loyalties because <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, but but he's a, obviously he's a two way player. He's not he's not going to start. So what what about you?
0: What what's your what's your look ahead? I want to see Orlando Magic, how they look like. Nice. Yeah, they, they a have a they have a really interesting roster. And I don't think they will be very good, but they have some really, really fun players over there. So, so I want to see that. I also want to see some 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 teams that I don't think that will be really good this season, like like Memphis Grizzlies, who I loved last season up until it felt they they became too good. So I am not supposed <laughs> to like them anymore. Yeah. but you know the the. I don't know when when the JJJ will return. The, the yeah, that's the problem. That's that's the big problem for them, and they also lost a couple of really reliable guys, in slow mo and uh, and um, was the other guy, the the Melton, uh, Melton, Melton, to Philadelphia. So uh, yeah, I, I think they might drop from what were, they were like number two seed last last year, last season. So I I could see them dropping all the way to six or seven this season. Uh, I mean it's it's not a really fun answer to say but but uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves uh, should be really really interesting to watch. I don't know how fun it will be, especially because you know there are some guys over there we don't really love. but on the other hand you know if you have a fun brand of basketball and something that's uh, not being played anywhere else that uh, that's also also a wrinkle. I, I enjoy watching. Do you have a, a team in mind that could be much worse compared to last season? Maybe but the, you said
1: Memphis. I have them at yeah. six. They were, they were really, really high last year. Um, just, again, you said JJ and, and uh, you know, just the hierarchy of... Because they have... I mean, they have people in place that could step up. It's just that at this point, looking at it, either you lose Lomo, you don't have a guy that replaces him, but then maybe like, you know, how... People played in in summer league. You think maybe there's some someone that steps up. So in that case, like there could be, but again, they're worse than obviously that they are um, Phoenix a little bit. I don't. I think I had them fourth in the West. Um, that's that's obviously. I mean, I mean Utah, but I, I mean we're not counting Utah and San Antonio. No, no. Um, they, I do they have I do have Charlotte much worse than they are projected. They have like over thirty something wins for like the over unders. Um, I have him as like 14th in the East, like tanking basically, like the shutting down Lamello quick and, and kind of going. But like on paper, there's still like a weird, like okay team, but you know, losing a bunch of guys uh, to like weird legal stuff or not weird, like it, you know, despicable stuff. And then Harold her gets signed. <laughs> um, hmm. to, okay. Well, it's weird. Okay. Miles Bridge is obviously horrible with Harold. is just weird because amount of. Weed is like on one hand, like it's legal in a lot of places, but three pounds of it in your car—that was like <laughs> a weird thing. So, like especially with us, like a, we're Serbia, like it's not legal. So in, in Nebraska, is not legal. So I'm like still, it's still weird in my brain to like level that. But those two guys, I mean, those those were pretty pretty big for them. Could have been pretty big for them. New coach again, all that stuff. So I think they're been
0: much worse than,
1: than last year.
0: One thing with that's a similar roster. One thing that's really big for for the Nuggets' uh, uh, seed before the playoffs might be the fact that they have both Utah and OKC in their in their division. Yeah, four, so those should be East, eight man. guaranteed wins. And I will I will say before the season, I really hope the Nuggets get all of those eight wins because those two teams are gonna yeah, tank strongly, and it will be a real disappointment. For me, so oh, yeah, it have have a disappointment if the they team.
1: win all eight and not over 10 every one of them,
0: yeah. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that take as well. Take it. How do you feel about uh, about uh, um, Bojan Bogdanovich in Houston
1: uh,
0: In and Detroit? The... Oh, sorry, Detroit, sorry, Detroit, that's what I mean, yeah.
1: But I mean, they're also weird, like they're, they're also, they were also for me the worst team to, to put on my mild standings because I, like, I don't know what the hell they want like what to do because they have all these young guys they can play but if they do I don't think they have enough quality and experience to be higher up than 13 but then they have they signed Bagley they have now Boyan as a vet they have you know uh, Isaiah Stewart now Duran is a young guy so like you have Ivy and Cade but then you also you now have Boyan and um and Sadiq Bay is there like Again, Kevin Knox—they signed for more than a minimum. Marvin Bagley. Like, I don't know what they are gonna play. So that's I'll see within the first week. Basically, like, are they gonna try to be want to be competitive or they're still kind of in the limbo trying to get some picks? Because I don't know what they would be waiting for. Because they have they got Cade. Like, I don't like kind of like what you said about Orlando. Like, they should be attacking a lot more. I just don't think they can do much. Like
0: the start of the season is really important and. Uh, Matt Moore likes to say this, but like after th- first couple of months of the season, you can already see the eight teams that are competing for the for the playoff places. Now it's more complicated because you have the planes so for all the teams from seven to ten. Yeah. It's 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 a bit more complicated, but but in most seasons you can get the glance of which teams are not at all competing for playoffs and which teams yeah. are serious for that so i really hope the nuggets will put their uh pedal to the metal right right from the from the start yeah, i agree and and show and show the rest of the league that they're the real deal so yeah. on that high note let's end yeah, this good. show number and one seed in the nba we promise you guys we'll see you next next weekend again i don't know if it will be still uh, serbian corner but uh see you in uh more or less seven days. Seven Have days, a yeah. nice one. Have a nice one. Be the more negative.
1: the more